Namaskar, Dada Ji. Namaskar. So, Dada, tell us how you first became involved with the Nandamaga and getting initiated. What motivated you? Uh, when I was 10 years old, I, I read a book by uh, a woman who had um, prognostic powers. Her name was Jean Dixon, and she had predicted the assassination of uh, John F. Kennedy and so on, so on. And so when I read that book, she had made certain um, predictions about the future, and she said that um, there would be a great savior kind of born. Oh, she's from a Christian background and that the Savior would, um, you know, reunite all people on earth and bring peace by the year 2000. So that's something, you know, obviously very exciting. And, um, but then that was buried because I was uh, very strict in, in my uh, Catholic belief and I lived in a, you know, a very sheltered and comfortable uh, suburban environment. Um, but everything changed when I went away from home. And I, by, at the same time, by this time, about 18 years old, I'm starting to feel certain emptiness from my, from my religion and what I was brought up with. And I began, you know, like a lot of Western teenagers, experimenting um, to find a, a transcendental experience. Um, and it wasn't there, and after I crashed my my father's car on a winter night, I realized that, you know, um, hallucinogens are not the way to go. Um, but still, I, you know, I had read one book which quite impacted me, and it was called, that time it was a bestseller. It was called Jonathan Livingston Seagull. And in the book, um, there's a master that's teaching Jonathan Livingston not only how to fly to catch worms for, the, for his food and feed his family, but the art of flying. What is the art of flying and how you can do different tr turns and twists and scrolls and, um, you know, turn um, flying into something much more than just uh, a basic eating kind of activity, something to survive. So, I mean, very much like spirituality, keeping bodies for something higher than just physical pleasures. So then, I, and, and, and that was the truth, teaching that Jonathan owned that the, the higher teacher as a person. <laughs> so I thought, yeah, this is what I need. I need a, I need a, I need a guide, I need a, a guru. And then, you know, just around the same time, maybe a week, two weeks later, one Dada pitched up in my university. And, um, uh, one of my, my university chums said, well, there's a on yoga, you want to go? And I said, yeah, that sounds interesting because by then I was reading like Aurobindo and Krishnamurti. I was really looking. Uh, Alan Watts was very popular those years. Um, and I started to like more and more the Eastern way of uh, the concept of, of consciousness and, and there's access to, to stillness of mind, things like that. So, um, lo and behold, it was uh, Dada Vasarva uh, Bodhananshi, who became my Acharya. He hardly spoke English, and, uh, but, you know, I felt his vibe, very beautiful. And he had an LFP from New York, and they came up for three days, you know, three days of uh, um, classes, talks, and yoga asana. And um, I found the asana pretty easy to do. I had always been flexible. And uh, then uh, they, they, the, the LFT was saying, okay, anybody wants to learn meditation, 
uh, that it is available uh, on the Wednesday, the following uh, few days after the classes. And so, um, yeah, for sure, I didn't want to miss the chance. It was a cold, Canada in the winter is super cold, but that day, I don't know why, it was 1973, it's not funny, <laughs> but the weather was really warm, sunny, and I thought, oh, this is good, and I learned meditation from Dadaji from that day. By his grace, I, I, I didn't stop. I became a vegetarian and then on a course, no? Yeah. So tell us about your first meeting with Baba. I arrived in Calcutta, then I, I, um, they had put me in uh, a room. They, uh, Ramananji allowed me to go in the room where Baba was uh, sitting with six brahmacharis. You know, Baba was on his, on his bed, and the brahmacharis were, were sitting uh, just at his uh, feet. And uh, he was explaining to them about their postings. They were newly posted. They just graduated. And so, you know, the psychology, the food, um, and the customs and tradition in that particular place, uh, of each of the places where they're going, you know. And uh, so, you know, my first time to see him physically, I was really, really um, super um, emotional and, you know, just weeping, actually. And then that, that, that um, you know, kind of um, introduction for those new brahmacharis was over, and Baba was going to go to his room. I'm standing next to the door where his room is, and um, so he starts walking slowly, his head is down, and um, it's like he doesn't see me, you know? But when, um, just as he's gonna enter his room, he looks up and he, you know, he sees me. <laughs> and he looks into my eyes, our eyes meet, and then uh, I hear in my, in my mind, uh, my son, where have you been? I've been waiting for you for so long. And so I, uh, you know, that was over. I left the room and I, I'm in very deep uh, feelings. And people wanted to know what happened in the room. And I said, no, 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 I don't want to talk now. And I just sat and did my meditation to enjoy that very special moment of my first meeting with Baba. Right, and um, any other memorable subsequent meetings with Baba? Yeah. Um, it was in 1988, uh, Baba was doing the demonstrations of microbite at that time. And uh, we were, I was, at, you know, Baba used to call the workers serially. I was in Nairobi sector. So the data before me, when Baba asked him to smell his hand, uh, he gave the wrong answer. And Baba said, ah, you see, GS, his skin is thick like a buffalo. Beat him, beat him. So, but this poor Dada didn't know what happened. He, he said the wrong thing and, and he got beaten badly. So it's now it's my turn. And then um, Baba asked my name and then he puts out his walking stick and he says, my boy, um, taste, put your tongue in my walking stick. Uh, he said, keep your mind in Sasra Chakra. Keep and then taste my walking stick. What does it taste like? And you know, I'm I'm keeping my mind trying in Sarsara Chakra and tasting the walking stick. And I'm not getting any, you know what I mean? Any significant taste there. And uh, time's passing, I'm getting nervous because if I say the wrong thing, what'll happen? But I'm really not getting any taste. Then Baba kind of picked it up and he, he, he said, now, now my boy, you, he, play, he pointed to another another portion of the walking you put your tongue there and taste and then I did so but same I said Baba is tasting like wood <laughs> uh, and he said 
is, is there any sweetness, my boy? I said, yes, buddy, something. Then, good, 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 you sit down. And then I sat down and, um, you know, I'm doing my meditation and uh, I'm feeling, oh, there's something coming in my, <laughs> my um, higher glands into my, you know, my, through my uh, upper mouth. And uh, Baba's walking out and he says, ah, all of you are great magicians. He said, no, 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 Bobby, you're the great magician. And he, he left the room. Um, and there was another time where he was asking my, me my name, uh, where I'm from, and what is my mother tongue. And when I said English, or Queen's English or American English, I said American English, Baba. Then he, he started to give a long explanation about the origin of the, of the um, English language where it came from. And, and he asked me some, he said, many words in French are from English, no? And so he asked me, what's the French word for hotel? I said, hotel. And what's the French word for hospital? I said, hôpital. You know, and he said, what's the French word for sugar? I said, sucre. Ah, very good, my boy, very good. And then, um, so then when, um, this was at the same time he was asking me to taste his cane, and I, he asked me, does it taste like sugar? I couldn't quite get it. But then, you know, uh, as, the, as it was over, leaving his room and then I was meditating. And then, so this story doesn't end here in 1988. It ends in 1996 after Baba left his body. I went home. And when I went home for some legal work in Canada, I asked my mother, what, do, what was your maiden name before you're married? And she, because we we, I'm from Arab descent. And she said, Sukar. And I said, what does the word sukar mean? She said, it means sugar. And then I understood, no? Um, Baba knew all about me. As I left India that day, that, that, that same reporting, we were garlanding Baba. Baba said, ah, Sheila Badrananda, my chocolate boy. And then, you know, so I understood that he knew uh, as Antariyami more about me uh, and, and what was going to happen than, than I knew. Uh, so that was a very wonderful experience of Baba. Did you have uh, PC with him? You know, what happened at that time, um, when I became Abaduta, when I had gone to India in 1980, Baba had stopped PC temporarily. So I wasn't able to get it, no? And then when I became Abaduta, um, you know, what he did in, in, the, in the Diksha, already something significant. So when I, then he resumed um, PC soon after that, you know? When I asked Dada Ramananda, he said, but you already became Abhidhuta. <laughs> so I, I missed the chance, but I did get a chance to go on field walk the first time I was in India with Baba. And um, it was, um, we were, I was in the, in the front and Dada was, Baba was in the back with uh, Dada Yutishwara on SS New York and they were talking many, many things. And the protocol, you're not supposed to speak unless the guru speaks to you. But the whole time, Baba didn't speak anything. And he didn't even get out of the car. We just went for a drive and came back. <laughs> so I was feeling a little bit, oh, wow, I really want to say something. So I, you know, as you're getting out of the car, I said, Baba, thank you very much. Namaskar, Baba, thank you. He looked at me and he, you know, he, you know, that classical Indian turn of the head, that mudra with the head. And he said, and then, you know, he turned his head to his, I said, thank you. Looked at me in the eye. And I understood, why, my boy, why are you so formal with me? You know? So that was my, my, my brief um, field walk with Baba in, in Kolkata in, in December 1980. 1984, I was going for the report in February. Uh, in, it was, Baba had been in, uh, there was DMC in Jammu, Kashmir. 
and I was in I was reporting for the Nairobi sector and Baba called me up and said my little boy why do you do this and this and this and you know that what I had been doing Baba only knew and I knew I didn't think anybody knew but Baba knew and I, I said no Baba yeah I didn't have any explanation. He said, no, my boy, will you do this anymore? I said, no, Bob, I won't. I, I, I will try, Bob, I will try. Then he became, you know, he feigned anger. He said, try. If you say try, it'll take you 1,000 years to develop the psychology. I will do. He said, no, Bob, I okay. And then he said, my boy, will you do this anymore? I said, uh, no, Bob, I will not. And then, yes, my boy, a good, 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 good boy. And then I, I, I sat down and, and, you know, I think there was some wave of blessing from him and, I felt from that moment that that very bad habit I had 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 mostly disappeared. So I was I felt very blessed by him because that's what he was. You know, as the guru, he knew what was uh, preventing this, the sadhaka's progress, and he wanted to remove whatever impediments there were. And he knew everybody's mind and what they were doing. I didn't want to deny anything, and that I didn't deny, then it, it was more or less over in a short time. Right, and did you get Dhamma Samiksha with him? No, again, Africa, we were, that, I felt that was my Dhamma Samiksha, no, uh, 1988. Um, that time in Africa, there, we were struggling financially, so there wasn't too much chance to go to, to India those years. In 1984, there was a global conference. I think it was the seventh one. Baba had organized global conferences around the world, no? And he sent a representative to, to the global conference. That time it was another Asimanan that came to Ghana. And, you know, that time Ghana was under severe, um, you know, there was a drought and there was a shortage of food. They were rationing the petrol. You had to wait uh, many, many hours in the queue for getting the, the petrol. Um, but, you know, we had to do our, our global conference and the, uh, in spite of these difficult conditions, on top of that, I got malaria. And I was supposed to be organized in conference. So, you know, I'm, I'm just lying in my bed looking up at the ceiling and thinking, oh, well, if you really want, um, you know, me to help and organize it, I'll have to get better soon. So somehow I recovered and we managed, you know, Margie's had different contexts to get rice and, and um, we could bring Margie's, uh, you know, another brother worked in the oil company so he could arrange petrol for us. We got the Margie's from the hinterland of Ghana to come and 200 pitched up for the conference and Dada Simananda was there. He gave a, he said, uh, Baba's message for the African Margie's tell them that we are one, we are one family. It was very, very appropriate for Africa. Uh, that country, that continent, which has been, you know, experienced much uh, colonial exploitation. And then, so we made a video, no? That, that time, you know, we just filming and um, we managed to edit it, you know, using those big, big tapes and so on. We had hired a company and we had um, edited that video and sent it to India and Baba had said, um, yeah, I think actually that was the first video that was produced in Anandamarga. This was in for the Global Conference of Ghana in 1984. Uh, I was PRS, so I was feeling a little bit good about, about that work. Uh, I went to training in, um, in Sweden, uh, January 1977 for six months. Uh, it was really lovely, three, three hours at Kandakirtan every night. That changed our life for sure. Uh, deep sauna, the, the, the training center, of course, very, 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 very 
quiet, full of snow, winter time, uh, isolated, fresh air, wonderful. So we used to go, you know, we did SPT, you know, not not easy in Sweden, SPT, but we kind of did like, you know, uh, fasting and we were taking more like this, uh, it's a drinking milk, a filmok, they call it in Sweden with uh, dandelions, you know, for seven days. So, um, but it was, it was, it was great. Um, and we got passed, uh, Baba allowed um, the examiner to come and we were certified as brahmacharis. We weren't really, act- we were using the name Dada, but we weren't really actually acharyas because the rule is you have to finish your training in India. So I went to Africa and then 1980, as, as I mentioned, I went to India. And when I wanted to apply for my diksha, you know, my first time to India, um, I was refused because they said, you're not even an acharya, how can you become Abhidhuta? And I was shocked because I didn't know. But of course, Baba's rule is that everybody has to complete their training in Varanasi. So after the DMC of 1980 December, I went to Varanasi and I, you know, I, I finished my Acharya training. It was like two or three days more like a formality. Baba signed my Acharya certificate. I went back to my field. Next year I came, December 1981, hoping to get Diksha that time. And, you know, this time I'm very, very humble. I wasn't assuming anything was going to happen. If you want, Baba, I'll get it. If not, it's okay. And um, yeah, by his grace, I, I was initiated with five uh, overseas dadas and I think 15 overseas uh, Indian, Indian dadas. Uh, we, we got uh, our diksha in, um, uh, it was uh, December 1981 DMC in Anandakar. Cool. Um, 1987, uh, there was um, a famous um, a book by Dr. Ravi Batra, The Great Depression of 1990. It made a, a big splash in the United States and uh, became a bestseller. Um, at the same time in South Africa, there was huge flooding in, uh, in KwaZulu in um, Natal, in the eastern part of South Africa. And uh, we started doing relief work. And so the question came, well, to, you know, Baba asked in the, in the reporting to the Dadas, which, which, which work is uh, more significant, Ravi Bhatra's book and the bestseller or the, or the relief work being done in South Africa for the flooded place for the African people there. Because Baba had told, you no, know, um, in his ARS program, he, uh, he said specific uh, groups you have to target to develop. And one of them was the Zulus. So we were in Zulu land. It was the place where Zulus were living. Uh, pygmies in Africa and Zulus in Africa. These were the two uh, groups we were supposed to help. So we were directly helping those people. And so, you know, different people said different things. And I said, yes, Ravi Bhatra is a very good intellectual work, but the work in South Africa is very good uh, physical service work for the, for the African people. So he, he was very, very happy. And when our bookkeeper Don went in the, the December 1987 DMC, he was awarded the Jana Sheva seal from Baba Scan, and he received that for the work done in South Africa for the uh, Zulu people during their flooding at that time. Wow. So did he answer the question which was more important? <laughs> we got the feeling, of course, we got the feeling because Baba always wanted, no, he always supported the underdog, right? Yeah. So Nairobi sector was uh, a very much, how do I say, neglected part of the world. But in, in Baba's time, the reporting, we were always number one. <laughs> we were always number one and um, because uh, 
so much work is being done uh, in his time with schools and children's homes, uh, relief work. We had, we had gone to Ethiopia in 1984, a famous uh, famine in, in Ethiopia, highlighted by the BBC, and 10 million people were starving. We went there, and we were doing relief work in the northern Ethiopia. Uh, but that time it was a communist control. No. So uh, they asked us to leave. We had to leave the country. And Baba said, we will go there when they invite us back. We're not going back. If they don't want us, we'll do our service in other countries. And sure enough, after I think a few years, uh, one of our daughters was able to go back and started to do some wonderful work there after that. But um, yeah, so I think the answer to your question, Baba had said yes, but the work in Africa is more <laughs> important. But uh, both were very good, of course, sure. So what would you say in all your years as a whole-timer and a Magi is the most important thing that you've learned? I think the most important is devotion. I had always loved doing sadhana, and um, I, I, you know, I, I requested, uh, I made an application for Vishesh Yoga when I was... Um, you know, in Nairobi sector. And, you know, Baba was super, super, super busy. But somehow, uh, you know, after a few times, uh, Dr. Shradhananji had presented the request and Baba said, oh, Bhadrananda, he's a good boy. Uh, it was Prasidananda and Srila Bhadrananda. They're good boys. They're doing good work. Let them get the visa. You know, Baba was very generous. Whatever he thought the disciples wanted and it wasn't something bad, he would give. So, you know, I learned by his grace that time. Um, and, uh, but finally, at the end of the day, I realized, you know, the most important thing is not even meditation. It's how much surrender we have uh, because he's always testing us and always seeing how much devotion we have, how much we're thinking about him. Um, and because that's the secret, you know, uh, as a liberator, he, he wants to know that we're, you know, we are really, we really want that, you know, to please him and, and make him happy. So sadhana is important to a certain extent, but not more than surrender and devotion to, to the Supreme. Dada Vishibhasananda, we he, he relieved me at the RS Mozambique. Uh, he was traveling on a bus. It was uh, 1980. And um, this was again in Zambia. And uh, he was on a uh, the bus was going up a hill and a, and a truck was coming the other way, coming downhill. And uh, there was going to be a crash. Closed his eyes and he said, Shri, Shri, Anandamurti. The crash happened. Uh, he, he momentarily lost consciousness. And when he, uh, he, he came to, uh, the passenger sitting next to him had, had the head on his lap and passed away but he was okay and uh, it was just a story how Baba protects his children and Dada went on to do great work in Ghana started a, uh, a huge project to relieve guinea worm infestation in the waters uh, of Ghana and so on and so on for kids. Yeah. so it was a beautiful story about how Baba saved his life yes something to always remember you surrender to him and then he takes care of you <laughs> that's, the, that's the truth <laughs> as you said surrender is always the most important thing okay Dada right. G 